Cause you're hot, then you're cold, you're yes, then you're no, you're in, then you're out, you're up, then you're down. I think we're getting better every week or every every time we do it. Yes. Yes. So uh, we are going, this is a combined uh, podcast for episodes 13 and 14, wrapping up the third week. The Nigella week. Wrapping yes. up Nigella week. Uh, so... We'll start with uh, episode uh, 13. We had uh, the historical tasting menu at uh, the library, uh, the State Library in Victoria. Um, both teams had to recreate a 20th century menu um, from when royalty was visiting Australia. Uh, Burgundy team was led by Steph. Purple team was led by Kyle. And uh, the purple team prevailed in the way that, uh, the, the only way they could prevail. Yeah. They started off by undercooking the fish. So they didn't test the fish. That was their biggest mistake. They didn't have a test run. They had no idea how long it took. And then they shoved both pans in the oven without any idea how long they should have been there. Yeah. And I guess no one really tasted it either when it came out. Well, and he said he didn't taste it. Now, oh. what was the one thing the <laughs> Auburn team could do to give the purple team a lifeline to pull them out of this this terrible mistake they had made what's the one thing what was that one thing they could have done undercook the chicken now there are some things on this show that are just fatal flaws like yeah. inescapable um missing the brief the deadly sins <laughs> yeah missing the brief that these are just instant go homes um sometimes it's uh, i don't know there are certain death dishes like a risotto mm-hmm. this one season was very popular. They kept trying, you remember, and mm-hmm. failing and failing. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the top of the list of fatal <laughs> flaws. <laughs> never, never serve under raw chicken. I mean, it's better. It's far better to cook overcooked chicken because then they can at least try the flavors and taste it yeah. you know, around it. But, I mean... It, it was shocking because as we were watching it, I said, well, the only really thing the other team could do is deliver a raw chicken and they did a minute later we see george rushing to the kitchen <laughs> with the plate in his hands and, and this wasn't for drama this was to because the place they were eating in it, the the stateroom of the library it didn't look like it was very well lit yeah so george went there to make sure that they didn't poison their guests <laughs> could you imagine what controversy would cause if somebody picked up salmonella from uh Eating, eating a, a master chef. And it fun. really, you could see it in the light in the kitchen. It really was raw. It wasn't like like the. It's. She said, if it had been in the oven five minutes longer, well, five minutes is a long time. Yeah, especially given the amount of time they were going to cook them for. Uh, so that that was you know, and and the rest of the blue team's dishes or purple team's dishes were pretty fantastic, and mm-hmm. a good dessert wasn't able to save. Uh, you can't, you can't I mean, there's you no coming back recover, there's yes. no recovery from undercooked chicken so that sent the team and this is the second time do we say abby sent her team because abby was responsible initially for cooking the chicken yes yes or was she on the other team no no no. she was on the purple team oh she yeah she was the one who screwed up the she was responsible for the fish yeah undercooking that the fish. okay all right she oh, she tried to send her team yet <laughs> she failed once again no but uh I mean, no, we, no, we, Abby we, was on the team because Abby cooked an elimination. 
Yes, he's, she was on the purple team. She. No, the purple team won. The Auburn team lost. <laughs> she, okay. Regardless, uh, let's let's just move on to the next episode, episode fourteen, um, and we'll be all. Caught. No, that's what I meant. She yes. was on the well, what, losing what? team. It just never confused the color. Yes. So anyway, the 10 people on the losing team were sent into an elimination challenge where the first round was my favorite kind of test, a tasting test. Now, why do we like that? I mean, because the audience can participate in a way, but then, I mean, I like those tests when they, you see a lot of mm-hmm. samples and sometimes they cannot taste, they just have to look at it. Well, like, this... like little cubes, you remember? Mm-hmm. I think they just had to look at them. Yeah, and this time, um, they before they chose which one, they got to smell it. But once they tasted it, that was the one they had to. But there was—I mean, there were cases where we knew easily oh, what it was just from looking. Before then, they were not allowed to smell it. I, I don't know, but I know that with this one, they were allowed to smell, mm-hmm. and then they could choose which one they were going to taste and have to guess. Yeah. But I mean, there were some there. It was clearly—I mean, many of them were obvious to us. Even the once that the contestant. Sauce, oh yeah, man. poison. But even once where the contestants missed it because they misspoke, like. Uh, did Stephanie call, um, she, she called wasabi. wasabi for what was obviously horseradish. Um, and the, but then the perplexing part of this was when you get something wrong and then th- two other contestants try to get it, and the like, same one. There were so many easy things there, like they went past, they went the back, soy sauce. They, they passed soy past. sauce. Yeah, and there were obviously a few, I mean there were clearly, a, there was a pesto up there. Mm-hmm. Um, very easy. Uh, I don't know why they just don't pick the most obvious, easy one, especially when they can smell them first. Um, and that sent uh, five of them into elimination, the final elimination, which was essentially a free cook. Yeah, I mean... Use a condiment. Free cook. I agree, it was a free cook. Um, now, we, we had uh, Tati went back to her roots and made uh, some, basically, uh, some. Uh, what was the chicken? Uh, a very a very straightforward um simple uh chicken dish with uh sort of an ethnic sauce that she was very familiar with growing up um she she basically cooked the same dish that got her in yes. there yeah and she admitted it yeah well i mean the thing is they're still at the point where it just don't screw up and you don't go home yeah so we're still at the point where pe- and we had two people really screw up um like jess's sweet potatoes not good but then mandy did this thing where, uh, like a, a peri-peri chicken, delicious, right? Just mm-hmm. It's a sauce you just put on, it's a spicy sauce you put it on the chicken, delicious, yeah. right? And some simple side, any number of things that go great with uh, chicken and peri-peri, like a, a rice even, like a nice flavorful rice. But instead she decided to go with cabbage two ways and herbe blanc. And she was so convinced, she said, it, she said that she had tried it and she loved it, so I... She convinced me that, I mean, she knows what she's doing because she has tried it. You see a lot of contestants, they haven't tried it, they have this crazy idea, and then they fail and go burning. But she said she had tried it, so it seemed a strange combination, but it could have been strange enough that it worked. Yeah, like when the judges come over and they try to rattle you, right? Now in my head, peri-peri and verblanc and cabbage just don't go together. But she was insistent on it, and... Uh, she stuck to her guns when maybe she should have just fried some plantains, which goes great. Like, we are surrounded by places that sell peri-peri chicken. 
and they have many delicious sides. Cabbage is not one of them. Yeah, but you know, well, I mean, sometimes you stick to you what you had planned and you blow um, away the judges. It's the same with Ni- Nigella and Abby. She mm-hmm. pe- walked past Abby and said, well, the little tomatoes are too acidy. Essentially saying, take them off. True, she but she made it work. to it. Well, yeah, you're right. Her plan and she delivered. I mean, the bottom line here is that Nigella is not really a chef. She doesn't say she's a chef, so taking advice from her. But still, just on the, the top of it, the idea of it, it seemed like a strange Cabbage idea, but and, she seemed so confident uh, in it, and she said she had had that combination, so yep. I don't know. Well, she went home, and then we had a master class where, and I want to talk for a moment, I'm not sure where Gary's fashion comes from. I'm not trying to ridicule it. I just don't know, because sometimes you can trace something back to a, a culture or something. The but, This odd print shirts with the top button button, maybe some of our listeners can tell us where does that come from? What is, where you know? Yeah, it seems such a strange combination. I'm not sure if they're long sleeve shirts. Maybe they're like... A short sleeve shirt, but buttoning the top button and these really odd prints with the small collars. The prints are very strange. Yeah, and maybe it's just a style of his own. The other thing that oh, catches us, our eye every time we see it is Matt Preston's leather apron. <laughs> It's so large. <laughs> well, it, well, he's a, he's a big guy. He's a big guy, but a leather apron, you can't just take that off and throw it in the... In the... Yeah, I wonder how he takes care of it. it I mean, it, apron is something that you... It's robust that you should be able to wash, wash, wash. Yeah, it take, basically it takes the stains and all the other stuff that would otherwise splatter on your clothes to keep you clean. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you clean it after each use, it should be... Strong, but it seems like it would probably. Um, but it seemed like a soft letter. I just lost power. 